Hello and welcome to the Gambler Betting Podcast. I'm Selectabet and as always I'm joined by Greg Browning to take a look at this weekend's up pictures. How's it going Greg? Yeah I'm well thank you, very well. Now on the face of it this week looks really really difficult, looks like trying to find a needle in a haystack when it comes to trying to find some bets as always when it's international weekend but I think we've got a good few lined up this weekend. Yeah, we've got a good few from Scotland as always, and we're now touching on the lower leagues in England as well. So, um, international bit's given us that chance to do that, which is good. Yeah, yeah, we're digging deep. As always, we look back on last week, and it was a case of close but no cigar for most of the tips that we had last week. Yeah, but lucky last week we felt a goal short in quite a few of last weekend's tips. Um, I guess the highlights from Montreux was beating four for three 0 and the total goals bet coming in in Norway on the Sunday. I think other than that, we're a goal shot in the Dundee Derby and uh, Edinburgh City were a goal shot as well. So a bit unlucky, a couple of winners, but hopefully we get back to winning ways this weekend. Yeah, always good to get a couple of wins in there. Just a shame we couldn't have made it a few more, but hopefully, as you say, we'll get back to winning ways with this week's tips. Um, there's also a few things that we learned last week. Um, even though some of the games we didn't bet on. I know one of your old favourites, Falkirk, you wanted to speak about them. Yeah, so Falkirk have lost two home games in a row now and I think the axe is looming for Ray McKinnon. Uh, they lost at home to Clyde 1-0 and Airdrie beat them 2-1 on Saturday. So a club that size with that budget and that personnel should not be sitting third in the league. Don't get me wrong, they're a point off the top, I think, of the joint top. But they should be romping that league. So um, I would stay well clear of Falkirk at the moment until either McKinnon goes or they get some <laughs> decent form on the run. And the other one that we discussed before the podcast was Harps and Hibs, who both got good wins. You've seen Hibs at close quarters last week at St Johnson. And it's maybe a case that we already knew there were better squads than the results would suggest of late. Both of them still currently looking for a new manager, but they should be worth backing in the weeks to come, I would have thought. Yeah, as a Saints fan, it was a tough watch on Saturday. I think um, Eddie May played both Dodge and um, Canberry up front. So the minute I saw that, the 2-1 to one for Hibs looked massive. And they, they were far better than we were on Saturday. So I would still expect both Hibs and the Hearts to finish top six, especially given the fact they're both going to have um, a new manager in the next couple of weeks. And the other thing we learned last week was, maybe not learned, but confirmed your view that as we reached the end of seasons, then the goals seemed to increase. And that was definitely the case in the Norway tip that you gave us last weekend. Yeah, it was the third. I think it was three rounds of matches left to go in Norway uh, on Sunday at five o'clock. So the five games kicking off at five, they delivered 16 goals, I think it was. We needed 15 at 10 to 11. So that will start again, obviously, week after next, after the international break. So definitely got on the last two weeks in Norway. I'm expecting goals and more goals in, in that league and are we heading towards the last few weeks around Scandinavia or is it just Norway I think it's just Norway Sweden finished two weeks ago I think we're on that one as well so in terms of the total goals market in terms of strike rate for that market as well it's been fantastic I would probably say in terms of me personally on that market and what I put up on the podcast and on the Mr Fixit website must be near 90% hit rate hmm. it's just a great it's just a great market you're not relying on any one team, and it's delivered for me so many times this season. So, um, looking forward to putting some more up. 
Yeah, and a couple of weeks ago we asked if there was any other bookies out there who were doing that bet, and maybe with that kind of hit rate, it's not surprising that they're not. Um, but one of our listeners did suggest that uh, Betfair, and I think Paddy Power, were starting to introduce those total goals markets as well. Yeah, Paddy Power offered them from the Champions League, so it'll be interesting to see if they can offer that for any more obscure leagues or any, any other leagues out there, other than the kind of main European markets. Yeah, if anyone out there knows of any other bookies that are doing it, um, maybe even some more obscure of bookies, just let us know. Just contact us via Twitter or via email. Um, we're going to touch on the total goals market for the international games that are coming up. But firstly, our first game that you want to look at is Thursday night. It's the first game of the, the international break. kicks off at 5pm and it's Turkey v Iceland. Yeah, so it's Group H, Turkey v at home to Iceland. Now, Turkey are a side that have really impressed me probably over the last 12 months. Um, I've tipped them a few times. So they currently lead that group um, with 19 points, which is impressive given the fact they've got world champions France in their group. Now, they've won six in the spin at home. They've collected four points against France, so a 2-1 win in Turkey. And they've got a really, really good one all draw across in Paris um, earlier in the campaign. So to get four points off of France is fantastic. Not to be messed with Turkey at home, six wins in the spin, and they're playing aside Iceland, who, to be fair, most of their good work's done at home. I would say Iceland. Away from home, they're 1-1-8, which isn't great. Mm-hmm. Um, they are missing some bodies as well on, on Thursday night. So I just think Turkey, top in the group, there's only two games left to go. A win will secure um, top spot for them, I think, And given the fact they've got Andorra um, on the last match. Yeah, that's my only concern with this bet, really, is that Iceland are, what, four points behind Turkey, so even a win for Iceland takes them to within one point. But with Turkey playing Andorra, that's a bit of a gimme next week when they play them. Um, And I'm just really reluctant to back teams that don't need to win games. A draw will do them. Arguably, even a defeat is fine for Turkey, albeit they want to secure qualification at home. Um, That would be my only concern about this one. Yeah, it might suit Turkey, actually, because Iceland, like you say, Iceland have to win this match. They're going to have to attack. So that might kind of play into Turkey's hands. What I would say is defensively, Turkey have only conceded two goals in their last nine home games, which is probably one of the best defensive records in European football, yeah. at international level anyway. Uh, and given the fact as well they have won six of six in their last games at home, um, I just think they're going to edge this. So at the moment, you're getting four to five on the Turkey win, and that's with Betway. OK. Now we've looked across the whole of these international fixtures, but... Some of them just, it's really, really tough to find a bet in them. Yeah, trying to find value in some of these games is incredible. I think France are at home to Moldova, also tomorrow night. And I think it's 1-2 to two for France to score four goals. Jeez. So it's it's really, really brutal. Then you've got to spend time going through each international match. Yeah. So having a scan through it kind of yesterday and today wasn't much taking my fancy. However, looking at tomorrow night's pictures on Thursday evening, nine, sorry, 7.45, there are six games being played, and there's probably five clear favourites in some of those games. Yeah. So England are playing Montenegro. Now, England at home can pretty much guarantee there's going to be at least three goals in that match, probably more. Um, the Czech Republic host Kosovo, and we all know what Kosovo are about after they managed to score three in England. Yeah, decent um, side. Yeah, really decent side. I think Kosovo are probably the most upsurgent nation in world yeah. football. Yeah. And it's great to see. Um, Serbia are at home to Luxembourg. So again, you'd expect Serbia to win that comfortably. Portugal play probably one of the poorest sides in European football, which is Lithuania. 
their their stats over the last twelve months, last twenty four months have just been a just been abysmal. So you'd expect Portugal to win that comfortably, and you then got France at home to Moldova. So I'm praying and hoping that Skybet offer us a, a decent uh, total goals market for these games at seven forty five. So I've not seen anything yet. So hopefully that'll be out tomorrow. What would you expect that to be around? Um, well, g- given the fact you've got England at home, France at home, Portugal at home, six games, oh, wait, wait. probably I'm about just, 22, just check- 23. I'm just checking Sky and they've got the market up. So what are you saying? 23? Um, 23, 24 goals, around about the even money mark. So 23 plus goals pays 15 to 8, 24 plus goals pays 5 to 2. They've, oh, actually, glorious. they've, they've actually set the line at 21, total goals at 5 to 6. Ah, that's incredible. Brilliant. Get on it. Get on it get, right now. Get the mortgage on that one. Uh, so let me just check. So the six six games that they're featuring, so those are Serbia v Luxembourg, yep. Portugal v Lithuania, France v Moldova, England v Montenegro, and Czech Republic, sorry, Czech Republic v Kosovo, and Albania v Andorra. So, yeah, there looks to be plenty of goals in there. There's not a single match. I guess Serbia, Luxembourg, I think Luxembourg don't concede too many goals. They don't win many, very many, but England at home, Kosovo playing obviously as well, and Portugal, France, and even Albania. Albania mm. beat Iceland 4-2 at home last yeah. time out. Yeah. They should at least put three or four against Andorra, so 21 looks massive. 21 so, plus at 5-6. to six. Yeah, so 21 requires what, three and a half goals per game? Yeah, more than the three with those games. If my maths are correct. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean it goes all the way up to thirty plus goals at, at twenty five to one, which is maybe pushing it a wee bit. That requires five goals per game, but certainly take your pick on those markets. I suppose at the lower end, twenty one, twenty two, twenty three goals, um, they look pretty good prices. That's going to be tomorrow's nap. <laughs> okay, so what what we're saying then? Twenty one plus goals at five to six. Twenty one plus at five to six. Yeah. Okay. That's fantastic. Anything else on the international front? No, not yet. So anyone that follows me on Twitter and on the Mr Fixit website, I'll obviously be putting up daily tips anyway. So likelihood is I will have something up. But at this moment in time, just a turkey match tomorrow night and the total goals in the 7.45 games. OK. So domestically on Saturday, there's a real dearth of games. Even down in England, the League One's only got, what, half a dozen games up in Scotland... God, there's less than 10, I think, domestic games getting played. So really tough to try and find um, some goals, bets in amongst that lot. Yeah, decimated card this weekend. Obviously, as you said, I think the Championship in Scotland's only got three games. There's only a few games on in League One and there's four games in League Two. So having looked through the card, just a couple of games I want to mention that I'm not going to back, but just to kind of give people the heads up. So Dungeon United are at home to Queen of the South on Saturday. Now, that's without their goal-scoring machine, Lauren Shankland. He's mm-hmm. obviously on international duty. So, um, United very short, I think, at 1-3. They should win that match, but I just think it's probably a game to stay clear of. Yeah. Um, secondly, a really interesting game is Peter Heavy Montrose. So, we tipped Montrose last weekend to make it six wins in the spin against a struggling forfer, which they did. So, they're looking to make it seven wins in the spin, which is incredible at that level. Because I think League One in Scotland is probably one of the most competitive leagues in the country. Yeah. Anyone can beat anyone in that league. Yeah, I mean, you're looking at, that's what, four teams within two points of each other at the top. Um, and then there's Montrose, who are what, what did you say, six, seven? Five points, five points off the top, Montrose are. But seven wins on the spin, is it six and they're going for the seven? Yeah, six in the spin, going for seven. Now, 
when you look at the price of Montrose, they're two to one. So a lot of people are going to go, bloody hell, why are Montrose two to one on a six-game winning run mm-hmm. um, against a side who are you could probably say are struggling in the league. Now, for some reason though, Peterhead have kind of come out of nowhere. They've got two wins back to back. They've beaten top of the table Wraith Rovers two one, which is a, which is a great result, and yeah. they beat Clyde two one away as well. So, um, Rory McAllister got a double last week uh, in their win against Wraith. Yeah, so, still scoring goals. Th- he's still scoring goals. I think it's his first goals of the season. Actually, he's not yeah, scored many goals this season. Yeah, I don't know if he's been injured, but he's not been as prolific as he has been over the last ten years or so. So, I just think all good things must come to an end. Um, to win seven games in a row in that league, especially for a club like Montrose, is, is a big, big ask. And don't get me wrong, they're more than capable of making it seven wins in a row, especially at such a big price. But I, my, my advice would be, don't get lured in by the two to one. Um, it's maybe the sort of game that they'll slip up in, especially with Peter Head obviously uh, picking up a bit of form now. Mm-hmm. All right, enough about bets that you're not having. What about bets <laughs> that you are having? So all aboard the Airdrie train. Um, Airdrie are away to Stranraer on Saturday and that's probably my main tip from the Scottish games this weekend so I think at the start of the season we spoke about Airdrie fully expect them to be up there challenging for, for promotion this year and that's exactly what they're doing they're only one point off the top they have won three in the spin their away form though is the best in the league mm-hmm. they've won seven, uh, five of their seven away games it's probably quite a frustrating time for Airdrie fans and the fact that their home form has been so disappointing They've only won two of their seven home games, and that's probably the main reason why they aren't leading League One at the moment, is that is, is that poor home form. But they kind of put that to bed a few weeks ago with a, a really good 3-1 win against Dumbarton. And last weekend, for Airdrie fans, it was the pinnacle of the season so far. They went to Falkirk and scored a last-minute winner to win 2-1, yeah. which is a fantastic result for them. And I never realised there were so many tw- Airdrie fans on Twitter. <laughs> were they giving you stick? No, they were just, just, I've never seen so many Airdrie fans commenting about their team before, so I think for them it was a really good result. Well, if they win on Saturday, they could go top of the league by my calculations, so you might hear even more from them on Saturday. Yeah, if Falkirk could have beaten Dumbarton, a game I wouldn't touch, but there's every chance they'll, they'll get a win on Saturday. So they're playing a Stranraer side who will probably be down the kind of bottom two sides for the rest of the season. Um, they did get a win at home the weekend, last weekend, I think we beat Clyde 3-0 um, what I really like about this match is the head-to-head Yeah. so the head-to-head in this match is quite outstanding so 12 of the last 13 matches between the sides have seen over 2.5 goals Airdrie have won 5 of the last 6 and a stat that I really like is Airdrie have scored 2 or more goals now in their last 8 games against Dunrar so that pays 5-6 to six, um, and that's with Skybet and that's likely to be um, Saturday's nap Okay, that looks pretty solid. Um, moving on to League Two, and our three favourites are all playing: Cove Rangers, Cowdenbeath, and Edinburgh City. All in action. Yeah, obviously you'd expect Cove to, to rack up a decent win against um, Brecon, and the same with Edinburgh City at home to Albion Rovers. Now, I wasn't going to do Cove, but I think events last night at Annan kind of swayed me a little bit. So Brecon went to Annan last night and got hammered five-two, albeit they did get a man sent off. I think at some point in the first half, maybe in the second half actually, but that's breaking now lost consecutive games 5-2, 5-2, um, away to sides nowhere near as good as, as, as Cove. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't going to do this, but I think Cove obviously let us down last week, only beating Sterling Albion 1-0. Um, Sterling Albion, to be fair to them, were on a six-match unbeaten run. 
So in kind of hindsight, probably a bit naive to think Cove has scored three or four against them last weekend. But this week, though, it's hard to look past over 3.5 goals in this match, yeah, given said, the fact that Cove are now seven from seven at home. I said to you earlier, I couldn't work out whether that single goal victory over Still and Albion was good news or bad news. You know, are they likely to bounce back with a glut of goals against Brecon, or are we going to see them maybe start to rack up a few 1 0 wins that inevitably champions need to win league titles? Yeah. So th- th- this is more about Brecon than Cove, to be fair, uh, given the fact that Brecon are just hemorrhaging goals. Mm-hmm. 13 goals in their last three games. I think Matt Rolson's probably looking over his shoulder now. Um, he only came in a, f- a few months ago. But if anything, results have got worse since he came in. So he's another manager that's probably on borrowed time. What I would say, Brecon have scored two or more, though, in four of their last five games. So they don't have any problem scoring goals. It's just, it's just defending them that they're really struggling with. So I think Mitch Meganson, uh, kind of Fraser Fivey, Fraser Aird, are going to have a field day on Saturday. Um, there's no value, obviously, in backing Cove to win the match. They're 1-6, yeah. 2-11 to 11 best price. Um, there's very little value on over 2.5 either. So over 3.5 goals pays 4-5, to five, and I think that's very fair. Yeah, it's worth noting that Cove also scored four earlier in the season at Brecon. Um, so there's decent forum there to be backing over 3.5 goals for Cove at that kind of price. Yeah. Okay, elsewhere in that league, I like to look at Cowdenbeath, and I know we've kind of touched on Cowdenbeath quite a lot, and their recent form's actually been pretty poor. They've, uh, they're winless in their last five, but their home form still stands up. They've only lost one at home, and that was to Cove um, when they went down 3-1. I think they were actually winning 1-0 that day. Um, and they're up against Queen's Park. Queen's Park are actually in pretty good form. They've won three out of four. But when you dig a wee bit deeper, those three wins have come against Brecon, Stenhouse, Muir and Spartans. Uh, in the Scottish Cup. What's noticeable about Queen's Park is they're kind of top of the bottom half of the league. And we've already spoken previously this season about Cowdenbeath, Edinburgh and Cove being kind of head and shoulders above everyone in the league. And Queen's Park have only taken one point from a potential 18 against teams that are above them in the league. And of the 15 points that have been available, sorry, of the 15 points that they've won this season, 14 have come against teams from the bottom of the league. So, all in all, if you take the forum um, out of the equation, Cowdenbeath to beat Queen's Park at 29-20 looks a very big price on Saturday. Yeah, a really good price, actually. I was, I was surprised they're as big as that, especially given their home form. And like you say, they are in that mini top league along the Cove and Edinburgh City. Uh, Queen's Park doing well against the poorer sides in that league, but might come a cropper against one of the better sides, i.e. Uh, Cowdenbeath. Yeah, so I had looked at the goals market. They're 5-4 to score two or more, but I actually prefer the 29-20 for Cowdenbeath just to get back to winning ways um, and get a win at home against Queen's Park on Saturday. No, it's good. It's good. OK, so that's us for Scotland. We're going to dig into England for a couple of games as well before we finish up this week. So I think it's probably due, again, to the fact it's international weekend. You've got a little bit more time, less game to look at, no championship, no premiership, obviously and reduced cards in League 1 and 2. So I've kind of went into the conference, in the Arsenal Conference League, and picked out the Ebbsfleet v Hartlepool game. So Ebbsfleet are a side now, I've probably noticed the last two months anyway, there always seems to be goals in the Ebbsfleet's matches. So I had a bit of a detailed look today, and there's been 18 goals in their last four games, which is which is great going. Um, 11 conceded, scored, 4 7 conceded. Um, at home though, it's really where the stats kind of stack up. 
10 of their 12 home games this season have seen over 2.5 goals. Um, 10 of their 12 home games have seen both sides score. And it's that home form in terms of goals that really stands out. Um, they've conceded 23 goals in their 10 home games, which is the worst defensive record in that league. So that's 37 goals in their 10 home games. Now, I went to Perth Academy, so if I'm right, that's 3.7 goals <laughs> per game in their yep. home games. Yep, well done. So it looks, it looks pretty solid. No, a calculator's long gone now. <laughs> so it looks pretty solid. Hartlepool played last night in the FA Cup. They got a great 4-1 win away to Yeovil. Um, five of their last six away games have seen over 2.5 goals. So I expect both sides to score in this match, and that should give us at least three goals in this match. So that pays uh, marathon bet style 41-50. to 50. So I think most places you'll get 4-5, but marathon bet like to be best priced sometimes, and that's 41-50. to 50. For over yeah. 2.5 goals. I like the look of that one, especially I like the fact that Ebsley, although they're what 22nd in the league, played 20 games, but they've scored in 17 of those. Um, Hartlepool, they've scored in 16 of those, so there's certainly stacks up for both teams to score. Yeah, I'll probably be the kiss of death in this now, but I'd be stunned <laughs> if uh, both sides don't score in this game. And if they do, they should, they should land. I think it's interesting that you say. Obviously, the international games gives you a wee bit more scope to dig into some of these leagues that we maybe wouldn't ordinarily do. I know you had a, a good win last night on Kings Lynn, was it? Oh, Kings Lynn, they're now in the black book of Greg's favourite clubs. Um, and that was by pure chance. So, again, Tuesday night's card last night was probably the quietest card we've had since the last international break. So, I had a look at the Conference North, looked at Kings Lynn's game, and wow, their home stats are just, just incredible. So, for a team that's sitting second top, their defensive record is shambolic. Um, so, those familiar with the National League Conference North, I think York City lead that league, and Kings Lynn have conceded 21 goals more than York have. Wow. Yet, they're sitting second in the league, which just shows you the sheer volume of goals that they yeah. score. So, they brought in a hat-trick of wins last night. Um, I think it was over 3.5 goals. Both teams have scored over two and a half and two second half goals, so they're definitely a club to look out for. But that, just by that pure chance, like you say, international break gives you that chance to look at some other leagues. Yeah, and I think it's maybe something we can throw out to the listeners is, is if there's any other teams that we should be keeping an eye on further down the leagues in terms of goals, or even not just in the UK across Europe. It'd be great if we could hear of some of those teams and just keep an eye on them. Yeah, that'd be great. If, if anyone out there has got anyone that they want to flag up, just either contact us on Twitter or drop us an email. Elsewhere in that league, I like to look at Torquay v Sutton. Um, in terms of the, the forum tables, it's top v bottom. Torquay, well, they've won seven out of eight in the league, and Sutton, they're winless in nine. So Torquay are eight to 13 to win this one. Um, they lost the Maidenhead in the Cup last week, but certainly their league forum is stacking up. And I like I just generally like to look at Torquay to win this eight to thirteen. Also had a look at them to score over one and a half team goals. Add the two of them together and a bet builder at bet three six five and that pays even money. So that might be another one that you want to throw into your Akers at the weekend. Um Okay. Okay, thanks for that, Greg. Can you recap on what our bets are for this weekend then? Yeah, so quite a busy week ahead. So starting tomorrow night in the Euro twenty twenty qualifiers, we've got Turkey to beat Iceland at 4-5 and that's with Betway um, tomorrow night also we are taking the Sky Bet total goal special of 21 plus goals at 5-6 to six. 
I still can't believe that's five to six. So <laughs> looking forward to that. Um, moving to the weekend in Scotland to start off with, we've got Airdrie away to Stranraer, and we're taking Airdrie to score two or more at five to six with Skybet. Um, into League Two, I'm taking over two over three point five goals in the Cove versus Brecon match, and that's with Bet three six five. And finally, moving into the England National League, we've got Ebbsfleet v Hartlepool and taking over 2.5 goals at 41-50 with Marathon Bet. And just to clarify, the Airdrie game on Saturday will be this weekend's that. OK, and I'll throw in Cowden Beast to beat Queen's Park, which is currently 29-20, and Torquay to beat Sutton United and to score over 1.5 goals at uh, even money with Bet365 on the Bet Builder. Good, that's plenty to get stuck in this weekend, given the, the state of the, the card um, with the international games that's on. So hopefully we've got a few winners in there. Um, now, over, we had over 700 listens to the podcast last week, so thanks very much to everyone for tuning in and listening to our ramblings. Uh, remember, if you're not already doing so, you can subscribe to the podcast on various channels, such as SoundCloud, Spotify, Deezer, iTunes, etc. Or if there's any other channel that you're not you, that you're using, for podcasts and we're not on there just let us know and we'll do our best to add it you can always email us at hello at gambler.co.uk don't forget if you're on itunes please leave us a review or at least a rating you can also follow greg on twitter at browning 84 greg and you can follow the gambler tips team at gambler tips for the latest updates i'll be back on friday with the voice of value uh, as we look forward to the itv racing on saturday greg and i'll be back next week with some more tips for the weekend uh, when there'll be a back to a normal domestic card thankfully remember if you like any of our tips this week then make sure you get on them early have a great weekend and thanks to Greg for your time again tonight thank you